If you're a fan of me and Neely and the Classic Metal Show, but you need to hear all of the archives from our over 25-year history, make sure you tune in to the CMS 24-7 archive channel, playing 24-7, as the name suggests. It is available right now over at cmsradio.net or on our app. Just look up the CMS network, and you can have the CMS 24-7, 365. Get ready to laugh, folks. It's funny. It's the mighty Saxon right here on the classic metal show with the princess of the night. So there's a little uh, new wave of uh, British heavy metal. And nice. Yeah. So there you are. A little uh, nice little montage there of some suicidal tendencies and some requests. And let's see who else requested. Oh, played some Ingve uh, Malmsteen there. All right. As uh, our uh, one of our fans, Anthony uh, Corallo, he mm-hmm. took he took exception to something. I guess I didn't hear it, but I guess uh, John, uh, you, your co-host last week, had made some kind of uh, shit talk about Ingve. <laughs> Did he? I don't know. I'm just going by what the email said. Not going to say he didn't. I'm going to say it was pretty insignificant. If he did, it was. It, it couldn't have been more than a one-liner. Right. So, okay. Um. Anyway, he, he took exception to something John said last week. He said, in honor of that dip, limp dick John Drake talking shit about Ingve on last week's show, I'd like to request Deja Vu. Okay. A song that can take John Drake's dipshit music taste and stick it up his ass. As soon as he pulls out <laughs> of John Petrucci's headlock out there. Okay. Fuck that guy. Wow. That's pretty. I guess when you touch somebody's nerve, you don't know it because Lord, I, for the life of, I'm trying to think of what he might've said. I have no idea what he might've said there. I really don't remember. No idea. But, okay, well, there you go, John, you fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I'm going to forward you over uh, an email with, okay. with, a, with a couple links in it. All right. Um, Chris, uh, I'm going to send this over because uh, I don't typically pay attention to uh, Steven Crowder so much. Okay. I mean, I know who he is, and obviously uh, Dave Landau is part of his crew and everything. Sure. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I've watched some of Crowder's, you know, they, they post these five or eight minute clips like on YouTube or something like that of something from his show. And, you know, most of the time I agree with what he says and things, but I, I, I'm not, I'm not a fan. He, do, he doesn't hold my attention. Let's just put it that way. Okay. I'm not not a fan because I I don't like him. It's just that I don't find him particularly that interesting. Okay. I I know you watch Crowder periodically, and I think you yeah. got the Crowder coffee mug or some shit. 
Yeah. Not, not handy though, but I do have it. Yeah. 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 So, so you're, you're kind of a fan. I, I, I think, am. I think probably more or less because of his association with Dave Landau is, is that correct or incorrect? A hundred percent because of his, I mean, I, I, I casually watched him before Dave joined and now I watch him a lot more because Dave's there. So, okay. Now, and that said, I probably haven't watched in a month. All right. Well, speaking of Dave Landau and Mm -hmm. the fact that you do his website and all, have Mm -hmm. you had much contact with him recently? Not in the last month or so. He had me make a, a a change to his website month or two ago, but I really haven't heard from him in a little bit. Yeah. He's he's kind of quiet. Yeah. I don't know what he's up to. All right. Well, you did get the, uh, the, the I did. You want, okay. You want well, the Crowder video? Yeah. 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 Uh, Cause the, the, the Kennison will come up here in a minute, All right. but, but, uh, I did see this pop up today and I was just like, yeah, you go Crowder, especially in this day and age of all this political correctness bullshit. Right. Because apparently Crowder has become uncancelable. Because oh, yeah. I guess, because I guess he's got an independent following and mm-hmm. is he still involved with blaze television is, or is yeah, he's he still- on the blaze. He's on, he's on the blaze and you can watch his show there. He's still on YouTube, you know, which he sued YouTube and he's won. So I guess he's, that's why he's still on YouTube. Yeah. And he's also on rumble. Okay. So, so I guess he sort of insulated himself from being able to be shut down or canceled right. or whatever the terms are these days of somebody mm-hmm. who says something that people don't like, Yep. you know? So this little one minute clip, this is full of piss and vinegar and fire and energy. And I'm just like, yeah, fuck. Yeah. So, so I saw this and I was just like, yeah, I got to bring this to the show because this is the attitude of what you and I do here. And he mm-hmm. didn't hold back for two seconds. He just let it loose. So I, right. guess, I guess this was like a, um, some kind of a live performance or something. Yeah, It's like, I, I know him and Dave have done some comedy shows and I'm not, I don't think this is a comedy show. Cause well, I, I think it was meant to be a comedy show. Mm. I, I, I I know the guy right behind him. That's um, Milo Yiannopoulos. So, mm-hmm. well, I think this was just supposed to be some kind of lighthearted comedy. Okay. And because there are people out there and, and, and this goes back to the last uh, segment I was just talking about is with, with, um, Bill Burr and everything. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to have fun anymore. Right. You're not allowed to make fun. You're not allowed to make jokes. You're not allowed to say anything that's, Oh my God, you're, you're disparaging black people. You're disparaging trans people. You're disparaging gay people. You're just, you know, you're, you're not allowed to say anything about anyone about anything these days. Nothing. Mm -hmm. Well, he put that to rest during this appearance here. All right. Ready? Go ahead. All right, here we go. Time to listen up. You silly liberal fruitcakes. I came out here and wanted to tell some jokes. Let's do some reality checks here. Do you have any idea, sir, how pathetic it must be to be you? These people wanted to come out and have a good time, hear a few jokes, some thoughtful discussion, but your head pops off the pillow in the morning with, oh, how can I be a professional victim today? 
Let me go in and screw with their act just because, oh my God, your parents didn't tell you that your opinion wasn't worth that much. Look, look, they're confused. They're confused. You know why? Because I'm not your gender studies professional who has to cater to your trigger warning, microaggression, safe space bullshit. Damn. I didn't want to do this. I wanted to come out and tell a few jokes. You created this monster. We have to go. Ten more minutes of this. Let this reverberate. Let it be a life lesson. This monster right here that you're so afraid of, the face you see in your nightmares, was created by social justice warrior assholes like you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Time to listen up, you. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He certainly got a point. <laughs> I mean, again, you're not allowed to say anything about anything. Yeah. Oh, don't you talk about that? Don't you talk about that? Oh, oh, don't you make a joke about that? This is exactly how you handle anybody that tells you not to say something, though. I know, but but see. The difference is, is the reason a lot of people are afraid to step up and say anything is because they're afraid of losing their livelihood is, which mm. is why I preface this thing is that apparently he has insulated himself from this quote unquote, this cancel culture Sure, that, that you know, he's not afraid of losing his livelihood or somehow losing his ability to, to live and pay his bills. Mm -hmm. just like kid rock kid rock basically has said the same thing it's like well i'm uncancelable because i'm independent i've yeah. i've insulated myself from you know people being able to affect my livelihood and take away my money and take away my ability to make a living right so people who step up and are able to speak out like that apparently have figured out a way to insulate themselves from being affected by that. Okay. Mm. So Are again, I, I don't know Steven Crowder's personal situation, mm -hmm. but, but apparently he's figured out a way to where I'm not going to be affected. If somebody gets their nose bent out of shape over something I said. Right. No, I hear you, man. He's, he definitely is completely. He's completely insulated himself, man. There's no, there's absolutely no getting to him now. Mm -hmm. So Just, that, that's, that's the way to go about it. Mm -hmm. if, if you can, if you have that ability, if you, if you're an outspoken person who was in the spotlight or who, who gets the spotlight sh uh, shined on them, right. I, mean, I mean, you and I are small potatoes in the whole world of, you know, cancel culture. Sure. Obviously we have a, you know, we have a niche fan base who listen to what we have to say, regardless if they agree with everything we say or not, mm -hmm. but, but nobody's banging at my door going, you said this and you no. said that I'm taking away your livelihood, yeah, you know, even, even us little, little tiny goldfish in the ocean. We still had to protect ourselves technologically from all the fucking technocrats. Absolutely. You know, and and obviously we can't be on YouTube. We cannot be on YouTube. Yeah, it, that's kind of funny because last week I, know I went out to lunch with uh, BJ, John, and and Chris McCarvel, mm -hmm. and we were sitting here having some lunch, and we were actually talking about the show because uh, John was asking about the show. He's like, "Oh, okay. well, how's the show going?" You know, uh, 
where where do you guys broadcast at? Because I I told him that you know through your diligence and all that you took us to the next level of doing it via video and we're kind of like a television show these days sure so he goes well you know can i watch you on youtube i said no we stay away from youtube i said we we're done with youtube i said because of all the censorship Mm -hmm. and and he goes what do you mean i said well you utter a word that doesn't agree with youtube's algorithms you'll get shut down taken off suspended canceled whatever the case may be i said and uh, we don't agree with that i said we're on rumble we you know we broadcast on odyssey we do you know we have our own thing i said we've kind of insulated ourselves from the cancel culture yeah because the minute you use the word faggot or something like that youtube is like shut down yeah hate speech Mm mm-hmm yeah, we've had how many of those warnings or whatever? We've had several. Right. And we've had how many videos taken down? 50 at this point? Probably. Yeah, pretty much. Probably 50 that they just deleted. Right. You know, so. Yeah, fuck YouTube. We don't need them. Yeah. So so I was kind of explaining the whole dynamics of, of that and why we're not in there. And they're just like, oh, well, I didn't know that. I, I had no idea. Yeah. You know, they live in the safest of safe space, the unknowing (laughs) pretty much, but, uh, they don't have time in their day to sit there and be concerned about those things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, but, uh, a guy who is making millions upon millions of dollars, $20 million a year to be exact. Okay. Joe Rogan, Mm -hmm. Joe Rogan, uh, came under fire this week if you weren't aware of this was not what now are you, are, are you familiar with the uh, stand-up comedian tom segura yeah he's a longtime rogan guy yeah well tom segura i've i've watched a lot of his specials and he's actually pretty funny he's another give a shit guy mm-hmm. you know and once again he's a guy who will utter words because words hurt mm-hmm and see, this is why I tip my hat to ONA, you know, a decade or more ago, because they had that, what, did they do that roundup on Friday about the whole apology tour and the words hurt? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they saw this coming over a decade ago. Sure. And now it's worse than ever because words hurt. Yeah. People bought into it. People play right. into it. Right. So, um, Rogan was talking to Tom Segura. Okay. And of course they were just as comedians because Rogan, if you remember, even though he's a big time video podcaster on Spotify, making 20 million a year, uh, he earned his place. I mean, doing the fear factor and the, the MMA radio and radio. I mean, he's been doing this for decades. He, Mm -hmm. he's, He's worked his way up and then he launched his own YouTube thing, which did really well, which is why Spotify brought him on because he is a, he's an attraction. He's a good interviewer. He, 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 he took, took his cue from Anthony Cumia, right? Doing compound media. And he'll, and he said this, he goes, Hey, here's a guy who set up his little studio in his basement and he's doing this, this video 
broadcast. Right. I could do that. And he did. And he and did. After what? 10 years of doing this. Um, Spotify said, yeah, we're going to buy you and your podcast or your video cast for 20 million a year. Yeah. Pay him good coin there. <laughs> I mean, who, who wouldn't want, I mean, I, I, you and I both have the same setup as Rogan has pretty much. Yeah. Who, who, who wouldn't want to walk from their bedroom to their living room or their studio and do a uh, show video and make $20 million a year. Yeah. Make, make what? $400,000 a week or whatever. <laughs> I mean, holy shit. Well, anyway, Joe Rogan and Tom Segura, uh, rattled some cages this week just because oh they, were, they were cutting up a little bit and okay. making a joke, but their jokes, they're goddamn serious. God damn it. Yeah. Jokes matter. <laughs> yeah. Joe Rogan's recent offhand. See, there it is. Offhand remark. That to me says, says trivial, right? But now it's serious. To throw away like Drake's like Drake's comment about Ingve last week. Exactly. Offhanded remark to podcast guest Tom Segura that maybe you should just go shoot the homeless people in Los Angeles has left several of the cities on get this, not homeless, unhoused advocates. Oh stop. <laughs> unhoused. The unhoused advocates? So these are people that are advocating for people to stay unhoused. Well, they're, they're advocating. They represent these people. I guess they're, they're self representatives. I, I have no idea. Why don't we stop having causes for everything and maybe have some solutions to some things? Exactly. How about that? Put your energy into actually fucking, instead of being an unhoused <laughs> associate or whatever. <laughs> You know, homeless is such a negative term, so we'll yeah. just call it the unhoused. <laughs> An unhoused advocate. Why don't you unhoused advocate your way to a fucking hammer and a box of nails and go build a goddamn house for somebody? Yeah, Habitat for Humanity. Yeah, go build something where they can fucking live, you dummy. They don't really need you to be on TV fucking saying, well, we need more help. You know, why don't you fucking swing a hammer, dickhead? Right. Jesus. So, so there, his offhanded comment, mm -hmm. uh, has left, uh, several of the city's unhoused advocates stunned and disheartened. No, they're not. They're stunned. No, they're not. I can't believe he made a disparaging remark about homeless people. How dare a comedian make a joke? How could he make such a statement? <laughs> He's fucking Ted Bundy in digital. <laughs> in the July 14th episode of the Joe Rogan experience, the host's discussion with comedian Tom Segura moved to the topic of the homelessness in Los Angeles. The cigar smoking duo. Oh, please. Yeah, Cause that's bad now. Yeah. Well, yeah, because, because they were sitting back there smoking cigars, just laughing their asses off. Like rich white men do. 
like those evil rich white men yeah. do. They were firing up those Cubans, which are illegal, by the way. Rich yes. white guys on the warpath. They were smoke the 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 cigar smoking duo discussed some dark ideas about LA's unhoused population. Unhoused. Unhoused population. Seemingly comparing the response to LA's crime issues to the homelessness crisis. Segura and Rogan's comments are transcribed below. Hey, I don't like the term transcribed. Yeah. What are you trying to say about the scribe? Yeah. Were Mm. were they, were they a uh, female trans before they got scribed or was it vice versa? What difference is it? What their pronoun is when they're writing? (laughs) This is crazy. So Tom Segura says, when you see stuff like that on the streets, at least in Los Angeles or California, that's protected property, like by law. That's the person's property by law. So even though it's out in the open and it belongs to a homeless person, Mm -hmm. it's protected property. Okay. Joe Rogan says, oh, a homeless person's property is protected? And Segura says, absolutely. If you were try, if you were to try to move that or take that Rogan interrupts, you'd get arrested. That's hilarious, but they wouldn't arrest you. If you shot somebody, maybe you should just go shoot the homeless people. Okay. Bad joke, but okay. Segura says, I like your ideas. Rogan says, and if. And nobody claims it. I mean, nobody does anything about violent crime in LA anymore. So what he's saying is to to get action from the police, you would actually have to shoot a homeless person to finally get them to act on something. Right. It was just a joke. It was just like, well, apparently homelessness isn't getting any traction. That was not a joke, Neely. (laughs) That was a terrible mean-spirited look hateful. at our on how hateful throw hateful in there because yeah. that usually gets a better reaction yeah it was hateful toward the unhoused it was hateful to the great governor newsom it was hateful to everybody that's trying their damnedest for these poor unhoused americans <laughs> make sure you put the most caustic words in there as you can uh, uh homeless phobic yeah okay, he's I, a he's a true homophobe <laughs> <laughs> no homeless phobic homophobe homophobe <laughs> he's a homophobe right he hates homeless people yeah he's the homophobe exactly <laughs> jesus christ beyond the criticism that the comments were met on social media <laughs> Well, that means something. I know. I wish I wish social media would just die already. Mm-hmm. I hope we get more of it. <laughs> Variety shared the conversation with Los Angeles community leaders. Who are and who are these community leaders? Who are they? Mm-hmm. Who are Jesse they? Jackson? Did Jesse Jackson swing by? I don't know. 
I, I just want to know because they use this blanket uh, description, community leaders. Who who are the community? Let me ask you something, Mr. Mm-hmm. Mr. Aiken. Yeah. Who are the community leaders in Twinsburg, Ohio? Well, there's uh, Johnny Twins. Um, <laughs> I have no fucking clue. Commun- I don't even know who my mayor is. Exactly. The community leaders who work with the, and again, they keep throwing the stupid term in there, the unhoused population, you mean the homeless bums? Yeah. I'll I'll tell you who the community leaders are. The guys that have fucking jobs that pay the taxes that fucking keep the businesses or keep the city alive. You know what? They don't give a fuck about homeless people. Right. Just to be clear. They want them homeless people fucking scooped up with a, with a people mover or a, a dirt mover or whatever oh, the fuck. Well, and get them out of here. You ever seen the old movie Soylent Green? Mm-mm. You never saw that? No. Well, the, the people in Soylent Green, they were scooping them up with, fr- with front end payloaders. Yeah. And believe me, that's what, that's what the true community leaders want. Clear that fucking street any way possible. <laughs> Bring in a bobcat and push them out. A bobcat wouldn't do the job. Let's get a big cat caterpillar front end yeah. loader. Get the one with the big long arm that could scoop exactly. them up, and move them somewhere else. Exactly. <laughs> See, you're being cruel and hateful and in just just awful. Uh, well, you know, I'm a homophobe. All right. <laughs> representatives. Who who are the representatives? Who are they? Representatives, unnamed, 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 but actionable. What do you think the representatives were? They were. I don't know. One of our favorite terms. Disappointed. Nope. Shocked. Shocked. Outraged. They they were shocked by the discussion. Oh, I'm sure they were. It was shocked. I'm sure they were, especially that guy whose name we will not mention in this article anywhere. Two comedians having a jovial conversation. That's right. They were shocked by their discussion. Mm-hmm. Theo Henderson, an unhoused advocate <laughs> who created the podcast, We the Unhoused. <laughs> Here's my question How are We the Unhoused going to fucking listen to a podcast? Well, they obviously, a, have, they obviously have iPhones. I mean, so you they know, have an they, iPhone, but they don't have a fucking door. They might live in the street, but goddamn, they got an iPhone. Hang out in the parking lot at McDonald's so they can get Wi-Fi to listen. No, they got public Wi-Fi. I'm sure Is LA it? probably provides that. The Obama administration probably provided that. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Wouldn't want the homeless to be deprived of their podcast. Exactly. I'm sorry. The, um, the unhoused. unhoused. (laughs) Theo Henderson, an unhoused advocate who created the podcast. We, the unhoused said the comments could absolutely cause violence directed at people without homes. Oh, Jesus Christ. You know what else could cause violence for people without homes when they attack you on the street? No, that doesn't happen. Yeah. How about those people? Stop it. Yeah. God, 
you're, you're the next thing you're the, the next thing you're gonna utter out of your hateful mouth is that they were wearing hoodies when they made the attack you're not gonna believe this but i might i think they might have drug problems too <laughs> what just a theory stop it here's another one you might not not like this one too much the homeless the, the unhoused <laughs> generally don't have good hygiene what you're I, I know just, that's you're stereotyping stop I just, it i know that makes me a, a hateful homelophobe but geez oh man i'm just calling it the way i see it it's my homelophobic tendencies <laughs> it's repulsive henderson said it's infuriating because it's not only out of touch but the reality is that the unhoused people are targeted by the housed people. Uh, that's why I do. I'm like, fuck you, unhoused. <laughs> I'm going to run you over with a car that I'm not going to let you live in. What do you think of that, <laughs> motherfucker? <laughs> to advocate trying to shoot at an unhoused person or just giving these dog whistles to people that do not see unhoused people as human beings. I can't believe you've advocated for it. Shut up. He didn't advocate for it. He made a joke. You cocksucking housed asshole. You're not allowed to joke about this, Chris. Fuck this, off. This is hateful, vile, repulsive behavior on the fact of Tom, on the, on the behalf of Tom Segura and Joe Rogan absolute nonsense henderson added that there are two central issues that could actually help the unhoused population that rogan could discuss on this show mm. two good things that are basically universal for the unhoused population that would be a great help are bathroom access well, when you don't own a home. Yeah, you don't have a bathroom. You and got plenty of bathroom access. There's all kinds of beach out there. <laughs> and shower depots where unhoused people would be able to take care of themselves without be being considered pariah. You know what? Fuck off. How about you round them all up and you find them shit to do in the fucking community? Where's this? L.A.? This is LA. Yes. You're going to tell me that there's not a million goddamn things to do in LA that could, that could be traded out bartered for, you know, temp housing or section eight or whatever they call it out there. You know, are you going to tell me that? Well, and, and then but, get people trained to actually get back on their fucking feet. Well, see you, you did hit on a good thing. It's just like, well, how much support do you throw at this situation without them becoming dependent on it? Yeah. That's the problem. When, when you, you know, again, you give a man a fish, he eats for a day. You teach a man to fish. He eats for a lifetime. Right. Well, the it problem is, is we're only at the stage of giving a man a fish every day. Yeah. What's the, what's the motivation to teach him to fish? None. Yeah. 
Especially when, when in on top of giving them just one day's fish, then you tell them that somebody else should give them a fucking boat full. Yeah. And that they're not it's responsible like, to well, go get their own fish. Well, again, I'm here to give you your fish today. Okay. I'm here tomorrow to give you your fish. I'm good. Yeah. All right. I'm going to be here to, the next day to give you a fish. Where's the motivation to go out there and be the fisherman? Yeah. No. As long as somebody keeps giving you the fish, you're not going to go out there and seek it for yourself. Mm -hmm. That's that's how it works. It becomes a dependency thing. It's just like, yeah. well, well, why should I go out there and fish? Because somebody's going to show up here at noon tomorrow and bring me another fish. Yeah. Here's my. You've been out to LA several times. You've yeah, seen this sure, shit I firsthand, lived, I right? Lived, I lived there between '85 and '91. Yeah, but I'm talking now. I'm oh, talking now, where this is a huge problem. Yeah, I, I go to LA probably about once a year. Yeah. So you've seen this firsthand. You've seen the these tent I cities have, or whatever. I have. I I go to Nam, and out in uh, Anaheim, which is a kind of a upscale area where mm -hmm. where the uh, angels play not far from uh the anaheim uh convention center yeah. just blocks away there are homeless encampments. oh wait unhoused encampments <laughs> where where this kind of stuff goes on yeah. yes all right so and and i i general genuinely do not know the answer to this but okay. is is the unhoused situation because i don't want to call it a problem because that would be being a homophobe but is the unhoused situation primarily because the people are crazy or lazy i would say that they're drug infested and because of the good weather in la mm -hmm. and because of the giveaway programs it encourages that behavior so it's more of the crazy than the lazy no, not crazy. Well, if they're drug, if they're drugged up, they're fucking nutty. All right. Well, if you want to, if you want to um, classify as drug people as crazy, I, I guess it falls in that category. But the thing is, it almost encourages that behavior. Yeah. So, in in essence, it could be fixed. It could be fixed if there was no safety net. Yeah. That's the problem. There's always the safety net and it's just like, well, I can continue on, on this destructive pathway in my life because I know I'm going to be taken care of even in the minimalist well, sense of the word. Tell you how you fix this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a solution to home, home, homophobia in two <laughs> seconds here. Homophobia. I'm, I'm going to give you the solution. All right. You tell these fuckers that they either start working, working for the city, and then you'll give them a Section 8 house. Or in October, they're going to be shipped off to fucking Green Bay to be homeless there. <laughs> All right. And you'll see a lot of people get up off their ass and start working before they're going to go to the fucking cold. Right. I right. think what what do you think the percentage would be of people that would start working for the fucking city picking up dead dead animals on the road or whatever i bet it'd be a lot well you're you're playing right into everything that i'm leading up to okay good all right henderson went on to highlight the range of situations for 
and I can't believe they actually used this term in this article for mm-hmm. homelessness. I thought it was unhoused homelophobes, uh, population recalling relationships. He established with elderly individuals and families with small children that had lived without houses. Okay. Isn't that a ban men without houses? No hats. Oh, I'm sorry. Which I'm sure some of these people are, are in the same boat too. Some of them probably don't have hats. Exactly. It's a very abysmal response to a varied situation that we all should be really concerned and working aggressively. Why are we working aggressively to modify somebody else's yeah. behavior? Why does every free minute of my time have to be spent fixing somebody else's fucking that, that's, problem? That's kind of my point. Yeah. Fuck do, off. I don't want to fix anybody's problem. You, and I'm just going to ask you the question, Chris Hagan. Mm-hmm. Do you live in fear of being homeless? Yes. Do you? Absolutely. It's, it's my greatest fear. Is it? It's why I work 18, 19 hours a day. Yeah, but, but do you foresee yourself as being homeless? I don't foresee it because I will, I would rather work myself to dropping dead than being homeless. All right. That, my greatest that, fear. Well, you kind of answered my question though, but the problem is, is it's not because you're so privileged. No, that you won't be homeless. You won't be homeless because you won't allow that to be a part of your lifestyle. Absolutely correct. And I'm the same way. I have a nice home. I have a nice car. I make a nice living. Mm -hmm. But if that all went away tomorrow, would I be homeless living under an underpass in LA? Uh, No. No. I would find something else to do. But... I'd find a way to afford a rev style apartment or something. Well, but I don't do not subscribe to wasting my life on alcohol and drugs either. Mm -hmm. And I know addictions are this, that, and the other, and, uh, you never been addicted. You don't know what it's like, blah, 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 blah. I get that. But the thing is, is we, you and I are CMS listeners. We all have a personal responsibility not to become addicted to alcohol, drugs, whatever it is that is your downfall. Our Mm -hmm. responsibility is to self-preservation. Yeah. You don't allow that to happen. You You don't put yourself in a situation to where you allow that to happen. Well, no. You know, I'm not going to let that happen to me. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. And you work harder or become more innovative to go, well, you know, that thing didn't work out, but I'm not going to sit here and wait for the government to scoop in or swoop right. in and fix my problem. I'm going to, I'm going to do my damnedest not to end up on the streets. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's, how it, that's how it works. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, there, I'm sure there are legitimate legitimate homeless people there are there are legitimate people that everything has fallen fucking apart and you know this happened that happened whatever you know where where they ended up homeless i get that but man you can't tell me you can't tell me that 
I don't know what it's like in California. I'm going to assume it's pretty much like it is here and everywhere else. Everywhere I go, every fucking business has a help wanted sign. So you can't tell me that four fifths of the homeless problem couldn't be signed, just solved just by people going to these businesses and getting a gig. And especially well, if the government wants to help instead of doing some little nonsense by having a, whatever this is, an unhoused advocate, <laughs> how about you fucking have a, um, you know, a temporary housing set up for people for six months while they get on their feet. But they do. That's the whole thing is that there's a ton of homeless housing out there, but then they become dependent on it that, well, this is my situation now, and this is how it's going to be until they kick me out. Yeah. Fuck rather, that. Than improve, rather than improve, rather than improve mm. your personal situation, yeah. it's just like, I'm going to accept this situation. And I'm going to ride it out for as long as it lasts. Then I'll move on to the next thing. Sure. But, but we give, the problem is, is that it's all given without a standard of the gift. Yeah. You know, it, it's given as a gift. It's not given oh, right. as a, as a, as a responsibility. Well, no, it's not, it's given without condition. Yeah. Yeah. It, it needs to be, you got to show me a fucking pay stub every fucking Friday. And the first Friday you don't beat it. Yeah, exactly. And don't be on the street because you're going to be arrested for vagrancy. Well, that's sorry. Just, if that makes me a homophobe. No, you're that's, that's just being hateful. Yeah. I'm a hateful homophobe. I know. <laughs> It's very abysmal response to a varied situation that we all should really be concerned and working aggressively to put people in housing right now. Well, who's going to pay for that housing? Yeah, someone has to say they never cover that fact. It's just like, we should be working aggressively to put people in housing, but then nobody talks about how the housing is sustained. It's the green new housing deal. Is that what it is? Yeah, you just fucking spend, 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 and nobody pays for anything. All right. Andy Bales, who serves as a president and CEO of the downtown LA homeless shelter or the unhoused shelter. Yeah, please. Union Rescue Mission expressed similar disappointment in Rogan's comments. Oh, well, geez. A quarter of the Union Rescue Mission staff has composed a former guest of the shelter. I'm surprised and saddened. Bale said the comments about beginning to kill homeless people. He didn't say that in a serious manner. No. Well, these guys just want to be upset. I know that's a, that's the whole thing. It, it goes back to the thing with Crowder. Mm -hmm. You wake up every morning and pop your head off the pillow and say, how could I be a professional, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, victim of, Mm -hmm. whatever yeah you, you you know um i'm trying to stephen colbert yeah pretty much everything he says is against what me or you believe of course he's an asshole he's a he's a liberal douchebag that okay. should die, die in a fire as chris Aiken there you say. go when was the last time you sat down and listened or watched anything he had to say never that is the appropriate action yep not whining about it not going on to our show here and say, you're not going to believe what I heard that Colbert might've said this week. He seriously said that Trump supporters should be murdered. 
you know, or, or whatever. I'm totally making that up, but Arse. you know, it, it, that's what these dummies are doing. Joe Rogan said we should kill the homeless. Shut up. He did not. He made a joke. You dumb shit. Tom Sakura comedian, Joe Rogan comedian. What should Joe Rogan be doing? Knock, knock. Who's there? The fuck out of here with that shit. Idiots. Uh, the comments about being about beginning to kill homeless people hits too close to reality for any comfort because murders of homeless people in Los Angeles went up 47% last year over the previous year. There is a bit of an unfortunate vigilantism already in Los Angeles toward people devastated by homelessness and they don't need any encouragement. Yeah, because because Rogan and Tom Segura was saying, you know what? Go out there and start shooting the homeless. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure there was people that armed up for that. Holy shit, I heard it on Rogan. Right. Where's my fucking AR. Exactly. Bales went on to extend an invitation to Rogan so that he could better understand the conditions that thousands of Los Angeles residents live in. They're not residents. Well, they are street residents. <laughs> I guess they're street people. Usually when I get a case like this with somebody with a lot of influence and responsibility, I invite them to come see what's happening on the streets and get to know the people that they're talking about. Bale said, I would invite Joe to come to the union rescue mission to see not only our work, but sees what's happening on the streets and who these people are he's talking about. And that would be the single dumbest thing that Joe Rogan could do to give because then that automatically justifies these dummies false argument as correct. Right. You never do that. That's when you look them in the eye and make a joke about them being killed. Yeah. It's just like, I'm a comedian. Tom Segura is a comedian. We yeah. were having a lighthearted, goofy discussion. Yeah. Not meant to, uh, you know, incite anybody, but again, this is the liberal goofballs who go. This is serious, man. Mm -hmm. I don't get the joke. This is not a joking matter. Yeah. Rogan just needs to put honestly, and I can't believe he hasn't done it yet. Like, you know, and I'm not comparing us to Rogan in any way, shape or form. So before anybody says that I'm really not, but I, I'm sure you've noticed it on time to time. I put a statement at the end of every one of our videos now. And I don't know the exact wording of it off the top I, of my I head. What you said, do your own research. This yeah. is just our opinions. Yeah, it's, it's none fact. of it is fact. You know, that, that's what Rogan needs on his fucking page. Every time he posts an episode, he needs to have something on his page that just says, nothing in this is true. Do your own research. Make your own decisions. I'm doing nothing but trying to make you go, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. That's I'm it. An, I'm an entertainer. Yeah. I'm just entertaining. Yeah. I'm not the voice of your generation. You fuckwads. Right. Jesus. It's the latest in a series of controversies for Rogan earlier this year. Doctors, nurses, and scientists urged Spotify to implement a misinformation policy mm. <laughs> regarding COVID-19 citing that the Joe Rogan experience and it's concerning history of broadcasting misinformation <laughs> well 
Hey, and by the way, on that note, um, I just hope for a speedy recovery for our quadruple vexed president. Yeah. I'm just hoping that for him. Okay. Regarding vaccinations and alternative treatments, the situation ultimately led to musicians like Neil Young and Joni Mitchell's old relics from 50 years ago. All the, all the hot new acts today. <laughs> removing their music from the streamer in protest of its partnerships with that horrible person, Joe Rogan. Dude, what did James Taylor and Carly Simon have to say? Jeez, I need to know. What did the Grateful Dead have to say about this? Dude, did the Herman's Hermits pull their music? Did Peter Noon say this was awful? I can't believe the four tops chose to stay on Spotify when this happened. Right. I, I, the turtles have uh, decided not to perform on the Spotify tour. Who is the legal rep for the temptations to get that music off? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Spotify is the exclusive streamer of Rogan show, which leads as the company's most listened to podcast. Spotify inked a multi-year uh, deal with uh, Rogan in 2020, reportedly worth $100 million for exclusive rights to distribute the Joe Rogan experience. Hmm. Here's my question. I mean, this is a long ways down the road. Do they re-sign Joe? Well, dude, he's going to be worth, after his five-year stint, mm-hmm. he's going to be worth a hundred million dollars or more because he's got incentives to double that of course and i'm sure he's hitting them and their most most listened to watch thing yeah so i'm gonna go with a jericho greenism Mm -hmm. the only color that matters in any of this discussion is green i know but i'm i don't think he'll walk away no but does he, will he need it at that point? Even if they said, you know what? It's been a great five-year run with you, Joe. And, you know, because of the hurtful comments that you made with other yeah. comedians, we're, we're gonna Parties, not extend yeah. your contract. He's going, yeah, well, thanks for five years and a hundred million dollars. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for making me richer than I could have ever imagined. <laughs> it's like so fucking, just so stupid. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right. So anyway, in light of that, yes. Back in the nineteen eighties, yes. 40, forty years ago, forty mm-hmm. years ago, folks. Yep. A comedian who was outrageous and crazy Mm -hmm. and all this one of my favorite all-time comedians and still to this day sam kinnison he made a joke about the homelessness and shooting the shooting the unhoused can we cancel the dead (laughs) so i pulled up uh sam kinnison live from hell about talking about shooting the homeless. Okay. And somehow there was no such thing as cancel culture and being offended. I think God canceled him. 
uh, yeah, well, yeah, God took him out because because of this comment. Because of he was offended. He was offensive. Yeah, well, this comment. But what I'm trying to say is, I believe this was uh, recorded in like 1989, maybe 87, somewhere around there. Yeah. So we're we're talking almost 40 years ago. Right. And somehow this still survives today. Yeah. And nobody is like stomping on Sam Kinison's grave. They're not saying homeless phobe. Is that the, is that the term? Homelophobe. Homelophobe. They're not screaming homelophobe. They're not, uh, out there picketing in front of, um, Malik Missouri. Is that what was that? <laughs> was that his wife's name? I think so. Yeah. Uh, they're not out there picketing in front of her house. They're not, uh, they're not, uh, hunting down bill Kinnison, who is brother and manager and trying to make him pay for the sins of the past for managing right. his brother. Mm-hmm. They're not, uh, they don't have lit torches, you know, marching in the streets because Sam Kinnison was a homophobe. That's right. For making this joke. Mm-hmm. So uh, go ahead and roll it, Chris. All right, here we go. I just want to talk about this homeless situation. I'm really bummed out by this. 300,000 homeless. It's not bad. It's American. I mean, if you get me homeless somewhere, this is the place to be fucking homeless. <laughs> Fuck the Kurds will beat your ass to be homeless here. The Kurds dream about being homeless in America. They go, oh, my God, don't leave me alone. I'm dreaming. I'm dreaming about being homeless in America. Oh, my God. Oh, it's better than sex. Oh, man. Garbage bins full of food. Oh, my God. I swear to God, you can go behind restaurants and McDonald's and fast food places and eat better out of the trash bins in our country than 90% of the rest of the fucking world. If you're going to be homeless, be homeless in America. Personally, I think it's kind of embarrassing because I think they need a kick in their fucking homeless ass. For being homeless in America. I mean, if you can't get it together here, where the fuck did you expect to go and make a life for yourself? This is it. It's not that hard. Get a job or fuck somebody that has a job. How hard is it? It's an easy system. I didn't always work. I know didn't always work. When I know didn't have a job, he fucked somebody that had a job. That's why he's on of. I didn't always work. I fucked somebody sometimes that had a job. A waitress, you know, to take care of me. You think Tom Arnold wakes up every day with a big heart on? No! He looks at that fucking lopsided mattress over Roseanne. That's right. That bitch that wiped her ass in our national anthem. Remember her? He looks at her. He looks at her pussy in his shoes. He goes, you know, my shoes are a tighter fit. But at least I'm not homeless! I'm not homeless! <laughs> at least I'm not in a pizza hut fucking people for their fucking chain! Tom Arnold started that fucking movement. He's the father of that fucking movement. You know, if you don't have a job, fuck somebody that's got a job. He started it. There it is. There's the answer for the homeless. I have another answer for him. It's a little harder. A little more stricter. Execution. That's right. Execute the homeless. Shoot him! Shoot him! <laughs> Put up giant posters, giant billboards. 
Sam Kennison, homophobe. Oh, He's definitely homophobe. shooting the homeless. Definite homophobe here. <laughs> See, he made that joke 40 fucking years ago. Yeah. Joe Rogan cutting up with another fellow comedian, just joking about it. The whole world is collapsing. Yeah. You know, the unfortunate thing, more people heard this shitty Joe Rogan joke than her Kinnison. Probably. That just fucking blows. All right. Go ahead. Oops. All right. We've had enough. You got one week. What is this? Sunday? Yeah, we got to next Sunday to get off the street, to find a life, to get a job, or we shoot you in the fucking head. Some of those guys got to go anyway. They got to go. Some of those guys are already got to go. They got to go. You know, guys with fucking grocery carts with the little music box connected to the wheel. Ding, 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 ding. Boom! They got to go. Yeah, exactly. The squeegees. Boom! They got to go. Go! They got a squeegee. They fucking die. Boom! That's right. Execution! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hilarious. There's more. Oh, is there? All right. Oh, yeah. All right, here we go. The ones that survived that, the ones that are still homeless, you give them the test. You sit them down and you go, hey, do you have any job skills, any career training, any type of um, talent for anything that will help you get a job? No. <laughs> Do you have any loved ones? Do you have any friends? Somebody that love you enough to, to you know, take you in and get you on your feet and want you to help you fight back? No. Was there anything left inside you as a man that wants to get on his two feet and try to do something to change his world? No. Boom! <laughs> I swear to God, the guy behind him is going to go, wow, 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 wow! I got you. Shoot the homeless. All right, all right. Hold on, hold on. Before you cock that fucking trigger, hold on! Jesus Christ, I didn't know you were shooting the homeless shears. <laughs> Fuck. All right, okay, 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 okay. All right, I'm homeless. I don't have a job. I may have set my career goals a little too high. All right, all right. <laughs> I was holding on for an executive position that doesn't look like it's going to fucking happen, okay? Give me a couple of hours, I swear to God. I'll get a paper route and I'll get something. <laughs> I'll get a job where I bring the cards back to the fucking grocery store. Don't shoot me. The homeless will disappear. There'll be one less problem in America. No homeless. I know. You're going, hey, you know what kind of thing? I never have seen Sam on Comic Relief. <laughs> yeah, well, they've never invited me. But I doubt this is going to win me over either. But anyway. <laughs> Fuck them. If you're homeless in America, it's your fault. Kiss my fucking two-home ass. I bought two homes just to piss them off. <laughs> That's right. I bought two homes just to go eat me, you fucking asshole. Homeless in America. If you can't make it here, where did you fucking expect to go and make it work? If you can't get your life together in America, you're fucked, all right? Because this is the greatest country in the world. You have every opportunity to get off the fucking street and make a life for yourself. <laughs> Tired of this encouraging people to be homeless. Let's feel sorry for them. Kick them in the ass. Punch them. Kick them. Get your fucking ass off this street. I'm trying to run a video here. Get out of the way. Move out of the door. Oh, yeah, they wait for you where they know you're going to spend money. Video places, pizza places, movie theaters. Hey, hey, can you help me? Yeah, yeah. Bam! Just fucking hit him right in the mouth. <laughs> Jesus. There you are. All right. There we go. 40 years ago, folks. <laughs> That's crazy. That was the attitude. 
It's still the attitude. Who 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 are we kidding? No, you it's, have the you have the unhoused advocates out there now. Yeah, well, fuck them. <laughs> the rest of the fucking country has has that attitude. They just won't say it because they're afraid. There you go. That's the that's exactly what I was going for. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you kind of gathered. I kind of set this whole thing up. Oh yeah, yeah, I sort of got <laughs> it. <laughs> Make this work. Right. So you know, so whatever. Mm-hmm. All, All right. right. <laughs> All right. I'll let you take uh, pick a song. Take us out of the segment. All right. Um. Um. About um. Jeez, I don't know. Um, how about um, Megadeth, um, A Secret Place, which is kind of like where the homeless people live. <laughs> is it a secret place? I guess. It gets out there in the open because yeah. the unhoused advocates. That's right. <laughs> are out there, uh, you know, advocating for uh, for the, the homelessness. That's right. Which, which, what is that off of? Is that off of um, cryptic writings? Yeah, that's what I thought. All right, let's see here. Let's see all cryptic writings. Where are we at here? Come on now. What the heck going on here? Give me a second, sir. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> let's see. Megadeth, Secret Place, Cryptic Writings. Uh, I have it. Just a second to get to it here. Uh, where is it here? Damn it. Oh, there we are. All right. Um, cryptic writings. Yep. Cryptic writings. Uh, secret place. Okay, I got it. Cool. All right. Well, we're going to play a few tunes. We'll come back, wrap up the show. So here it's Megadeth exclusively here. On your classic metal. Thanks for checking out this episode of the Classic Metal Show. Get all of our episodes uncensored at www.theclassicmetalshow.com. Join us weekly from 9 p.m. till 3 a.m. Eastern at www.cmsradio.net. Participate in the live chat room at www.chatandkill.com. Once again, thank you for checking out the Classic Metal Show with Neely and Chris. Hail and kill. Fuck you, pal. Hey.